Hello, and welcome to our podcast called the Virtual CISO Chronicles. In this podcast, I will interview a virtual CISO to talk about cybersecurity, entrepreneurship, and business. I'm your host, Caroline McCaffrey, one of the co-founders of ClearOps, a software platform exclusively for virtual CISOs. Virtual CISOs are cybersecurity professionals who consult with companies to build their cybersecurity programs. To tell you a little bit more about myself, I have over 22 years of experience as a startup lawyer, and I like to think of myself as an advocate, especially in the fields of data privacy and cybersecurity. But I grew up in an entrepreneurial home, and I absolutely love listening to people's stories. So I started this podcast to feature people who are working hard in cybersecurity to make the world a better place. Today, our guest is Dom Vogel. Dom, thank you so much for joining me. I really look forward to talking to you, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Caroline. I'm just really looking forward to spending time with you, and I just loved your intro. That was absolutely fantastic. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> uh, it's it's changing a little bit of here and there over time. <laughs> but this isn't meant to be about you, so please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, and if you can throw in something that is non-security related into your background, please do so. Absolutely. Um, so I, I, I'm based in Vancouver, Canada, um, and uh, I'm a father of, of two, uh, married uh, almost uh, over 10 years, and I've been in cybersecurity uh, close to 20 years now. Uh, I always tell people there was two versions of me. There was corporate me, who no one will ever see again. He's, uh, he's buried in my backyard. Um, and the past 10 years has been devoted to entrepreneurial me. Right? I, uh, I, um, I love taking the uh, entrepreneurial journey. I've been developing CyberSC, which is my VC so advisory firm over the past 10 years. Uh, we're a six-person firm now, uh, mainly focused on uh, Western Canada and Western US uh, in terms of the uh, VC so services we provide primarily to manufacturing organizations and uh, uh, other smaller professional service firms, but uh, being grown at, having, just having a blast doing that. Um, again, being an entrepreneur, about two years ago, I uh, started uh, a coaching practice geared towards tech professionals, people who are trying to struggle with uh, communication, personal uh, brand building, relationship building, trying to really help the people uh, when it comes to foundational skills or what we often call soft skills. Um, so um, yeah, that is me in a nutshell. And for those who, uh, your listeners who follow me on LinkedIn, I am a self-professed positive troll. I believe in the power of positive energy. I believe in the power of positive uplifting and uh, being a source of, of kindness um, to, to, to people. So I'm constantly leaving, leaving random uh, randomly uh, kind messages um, with all sorts of high energy behind them on, on different LinkedIn posts. So um, that is me in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love the positivity that you're trying to promote on social media. Um, I, there certainly is a lot of negativity on social media. So what, what got you thinking that you would um, be very cognizant of that type of interaction? Yeah, that's a, and I'm, I'm a sucker for an origin story as a, a comic book nerd. But you know, the the um, how, I used to use LinkedIn LinkedIn purely as a sales tool, right? especially in the early days of my uh, of my uh, cyber SC. I was trying to just reach out to all, all sorts of people and be like, hey, you know, how, you know when was the last time you, you assessed your cybersecurity? You know, do you need a VC so etc. And it really mm -hmm. got me nowhere, just trying to come from a purely sales perspective. And it dawned on me that, you know, I don't like being sold to, right? Um, if anything, I thought, you know, maybe I should approach this differently. Maybe I should approach this by trying to build friendships, building meaningful relationships, just give, 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 give and supporting people. Um, and, you know, I embarked on that journey about four years ago. Um, and it's just allowed my 
just my life to flourish. I think of all the amazing lifelong friendships I've, for, I've forged just as a result of taking that that approach. And I'm a big believer too in right? friendship over sales, right? And 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 kindness over ambulance chasing. Um, it's a to me I've seen just tremendous power being unleashed by just trying to be a positive light on someone's day. And um, I can't tell you how many people I've, I've who have messaged me saying. You know your positive comments keep me going right, on on my post. Right, I'm, I'm I've been someone who's been scared to post. I see your positive com- comments day after day after day, and that keeps me going. You know, and it's nice to know that you can right, you can just be a source of of support from for for someone, even if they're geographically nowhere, nowhere near me. Right, it's uh, mm-hmm. to me it's all about pro- um, emotional proximity and just being able to support one another. Yeah, I love that a lot. I mean, um, there's so much that you just said that I want to dive into and so I'm here thinking to myself which way to go but I have to <laughs> I have to dive into this one thing first which is you you said you came to realization that you were doing on LinkedIn what you don't like to get what you don't like to receive on LinkedIn as the recipient of sales you know sort of cold LinkedIn messaging okay. um so how are you with your own firm okay. um how are you doing sales now then yeah, so that, and that's a really good question. So there, it's something which I, I refer to as you know not relying on just any one method, right? So um, there is obviously our, our referral network through our existing clients and you know, people I've, I've developed relationships over twenty plus years. So that's still a very strong source of growth for us. Uh, we have you know through uh, SEO and other mar- mar- marketing methods, things being pushed towards our, our website. Um, you know um, the we have a, a podcast where we'll often bring in you know, security vendors and, and such to help again, help with uh, search engine optimization and driving traffic to our website. So stuff stuff like that helps grow the firm. But one of the ways which organically, and I'm a big believer and I've seen this, um, has been posting non-security related content on LinkedIn. I'm a big believer in just sharing things very authentically, uh, being very vulnerable and just being very, very personal. Um, I believe in being the that brands today need to be personal brands, not just company brands. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why on, on my LinkedIn feed, as an example, you, I rarely talk about cybersecurity. Um, uh, it's not something that uh, I focus ter- terribly much on on uh, on my profile. I'll share stories about um, uh, you know um, uh, dealing with mental illness as an example, or mental health issues, something which is very uh, near and dear to me. I'll talk about my you know struggles as a as a uh, entrepreneurial uh, dad, you know, um, you know, trying to you know, make sure that you're there for your kids and things. You know, one of my uh, posts, as an example, this this past week, I was talking about um, my uh, 13-year-old daughter and how she uh, was sick for almost uh, you know two weeks, and she had enough grit to get up to a, one of her dance competitions. You know, I was talking about that. You know, and mm-hmm. I, sh- I share life lessons through things that I see as experiences through just being a dad being a husband and those are the types of things that really resonate with people when you're personal and you're sharing things that you know other people have in their life experience that builds an instant connection right and i'm a big believer that when you share things from a personal perspective from a shared personal life experience that builds what's called klt people get to know you they get to like you and ultimately they get to trust you Mm -hmm. and the more people that i you know touch through through that approach it ultimately doesn't matter what I sell, right? Um, the fact that people know and like and trust you when they know that they need cybersecurity, they reach out to me, right? I've never had to promote cybersecurity to um, to anyone in my in my network that way. So it's that has been a huge source of opportunities for uh, for me both personally and, and, and for my company. 
Yeah, I, I do believe there's a certain amount of um, integrity and discipline that it takes to recognize that sales can sometimes become, um, I think, something where you follow what you think other people are doing and yes. might be succeeding in. And and the discipline I'm, I was talking about is an integrity goes from saying, that's not what I want to do, even if it may be successful. I'm going to go this other path. And I think you are taking a harder path. Um, do you do you track any metrics of success from having that um, strategy? Or yeah, oh, I, I, absolutely. You know, and, and uh, you know, I, I look at it over a 20, 25 year period as well, right? And and recognize it, like I say, you know, in, in the in the short term, the more traditional approaches to marketing and sales are absolutely important, like I said, for for growing our our, our business. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be foolish to just rely on on social media for for uh, for for growth. But the way the metrics that I use in terms of my time on LinkedIn, uh, I look at it in terms of friendships. So at the end of every month, how many meaningful friendships did I start? How many meaningful friendships did I strengthen over the course of that month? Because over a 15, 20, 25 year period, you can't put an ROI on that, right? Because um, I'm a big believer that by other than investing in yourself, investing in meaningful relationships and friendships is the most powerful thing that anyone can do in their life. Because there'll be speaking opportunities, there'll be referrals, there'll be uh, maybe uh, things that you people people that you'll be introduced to in, in their in their network. It takes very much a long term or long game perspective. Right? I'm a big believer that platforms like LinkedIn are more from a long term perspective where you really start to see things flourish and and be successful so by coupling sort of that long-term approach with that as well as with like the short-term version um, approach to seo and more more traditional marketing and sales approaches um, that helps to build a very resilient and robust um, growth approach for 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 my business yeah and the reason i've been focusing on this is because on linkedin your title is founder and chief strategist and so that makes me think that you are constantly evaluating your strategy of how to run your business. Yes, <laughs> that's a that's a very good assumption. <laughs> that, and that 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 to me is you know part of being able to. I mean, we're still a, you know a small company. You know, when you're mm-hmm. a small company, you wear multiple hats, right? And uh, you know, it's being able to really understand that when we embrace approach an approach of being nimble and you know. Agile, uh, uh, that that rather than dogmatic in terms of how we as a company operate and how we as a company can grow, um, that level of flexibility and willingness to um, adapt, uh, I think, like I said, has been instrumental to to, to our growth and our success. And like I said, we're we're um, approaching year ten, you know, as a, as a as a company, and I, and it's been wonderful to see it evolve from because day one it was so it was i was a solo printer right it was just okay. it was just me right so it's been it's i've been very blessed uh to be able to see it evolve to where it is now and i'm very excited and to see where it evolve with that the next how did you years. go i'm sorry um how did you go from yourself to hiring your next person because you said you're now at six so how tell talk us through or walk us through how you yeah grow. yeah that's a really good question and, and one of the key junctures was when i was thinking, you know, should I make my first hire or should I find a partner? 
um, and you know, I was uh, this is probably around year four um, in, in the journey, and I realized that um, and it was an uh, it's an African proverb that that really resonated with me and it's always resonated with me it's you know if you want to go fast go alone but if you want to go far go together and um it made me realize that i needed to find someone that i think bought into my vision um and uh, so I, I started reaching out and talking to people in my network to see if there was someone that you know would would fit the bill and you know i i came across someone who oddly enough i worked with not in the direct capacity but in the in, in the large financial institution I, I used to work with um and uh, he and I chatted and I sort of shared my vision about it. And um, the thing that I loved about him was that he was, he's very different about me, right? His, mm-hmm. his life experiences, the way he views the world. Um, he wasn't a carbon copy of me, right? And one of the things that uh, I didn't want to have was to be surrounded by people who, were, who look and act just like me. On most days, I can barely tolerate myself. I didn't want to have to have multiple <laughs> versions of myself to have to deal with. So, um, and that um, taking that approach, not being like I said, surrounded by yes people, has again helped us have very um, collaborative approach and collaborative uh, mindsets where we, through constructive. Um, through constructive energies, shall we say, that okay. we're able to keep growing as an organization. And then you also mentioned, it's funny because I feel like we're doing this interview a little bit backwards because usually <laughs> I, start with, I start with the, you know, the beginning of your career and then I move to the, to where you are now. And in this one, I, I know I'm going to ask about the beginning of your career, but we're starting with what's going on now. <laughs> um, you said, so you said a few other things that you're, you're doing, not just running Cyber SC, um, which is you're also a speaker. You also have your own podcast and you're also a coach. How are you finding the time to do these other things? That's a, yeah, that's a really good question. Something I, I, I get uh, asked a lot. <laughs> um, you know, it, 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 to me, it's really about understanding where I need to focus my energies, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, one of the things which, especially as a company, has grown. So CyberSC, for the much of the past 10 years, was my sole focus. But as we've grown, I've been able to do less and less, um, which is a good thing because I think in order for the company to truly grow, I need to do less and focus on maybe one specific thing and uh, two specific things. And for right now, that area of focus is still just uh, being the what I refer to as the face of the franchise and um, uh, building that strong brand behind it in order to um, and the strong narrative behind it in order to propel us to, to new heights. So that has knowing that has freed up time to do the podcast. The podcast is is uh, part of what I refer to as our media division. is part of our biz dev engine. So it mm-hmm. it, it feeds Cyber SC. So um, that is certainly something which um, is. Um, Sort of part part of the of the brand building there, and then the the, uh, the speaking and coaching. Um, I just have more free time. Like now that I'm not having to always do the VC so work, now that I'm not always out having to do the sales calls, um, I have free free time. <laughs> and the thing that I love about coaching, and one of the reasons why I started it was it really feeds my soul. Uh, mm-hmm. I find it extremely soulful to be able to help people in their career, share things that I've learned, uh, take approaches and being able to help people in a very pragmatic um, and high, high energy way, you know, and um, just as a very quick, quick 
a side story and one of my coaching clients, um, she had, she had been dealing with imposter um, syndrome and confidence issues. You know, she was starting her, mm-hmm. her security career and you know, we, we worked on that over six months and um, she got a new job and, you know, she, she called me crying saying how happy she was. She more than doubled her salary. Um, and she just, it was like her dream job. And I broke down crying. I was so happy to hear that. And I don't break down crying when I, when we land a sales uh, when we land a client with cyber SE, I'm, I'm relieved because I know I can afford to feed my kids for the next few months, but uh, I, I don't feel it in the soul. <laughs> yep. So that's, uh, that's why I started the coaching is to really feed my soul. Interesting. So have you been the recipient of coaching or maybe even mentorship in the past? Yeah, y- yes and no. Um, uh, one of the things when I look back on my corporate career, one of the things that I, I feel and regret is a strong word, I'll, I'll say, you know, sad maybe, is that um, I didn't have the opportunity to be coached and nor did I pursue uh, getting an ex- even an external coach uh, to, to help me. A lot of it was just having to learn the hard way and something, uh, if I could go back, I think I would be able to be in a happier spot and, and arguably, you know, accelerate my career faster had I, had I embraced that. Hmm. Um, but I've also was very lucky to have, even if they were not coaches per se, they were certainly mentors, people that I worked with in the, in the, during my career. Um, one of which who is now, um, you know, uh, it's, uh, he, he, he was my manager back in the in my corporate days and now he, he works for me on, with Cyber SC. So it's, uh, <laughs> he had a profound impact on me and you know, it's, yeah. um, uh, so uh, I do see the, the value of it and I believe in it because I, I know the power that one person can have when, when they believe in you. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I have, it, it actually dawned on me one day that this person who was, had been a boss of mine was my mentor. And uh, I, I didn't think of him that way. Cause I kept thinking of him as like a former boss. And then That's right. he kept, he kept hanging, you know, we kept having like breakfast every now and then, and he would check in on me and I'm like, Oh, you've turned into a mentor now. Um, <laughs> so you said at the very, very beginning that corporate Dom no longer is, exists. So please take us through the the journey you went through to go from corporate America or corporate Canada, I guess, to decide <laughs> um, to decide to start your own business. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's and when I when I graduated from university, I, I had basically my set my sights set on being a CISO. That is, I knew I wanted to do that. I wanted to move up the career ladder quite quickly. I was singularly focused on that, right? I believe that I would work at different organizations, ultimately maybe work at one organization for 15, 20 years and just, just, just be that, you know, work that work my way up the, the ladder. And uh, I did that. You know, I, I, I got to a, a pinnacle of sorts and although they were too cheap to give me the CISO title, I was essentially the CISO at, <laughs> at my last corporate stint. And when I got there at the pinnacle, I thought I worked 10 years to get here. I'm jaded. I'm cynical. Um, my wife pointed out. She said, "You're not. You're not you. There's something different about you." You know, and hmm. and I wasn't home as much as I would like to have been. And you know, and uh, it just dawned on me. I thought, you know, this this has been. I've pursued this for so long. Why am I so unhappy? You know, and um, my my brother, who's always been more of an entrepreneurial spirit, um, he said, "You know what? You should you should take a look at being an entrepreneur." You know, and uh, um. I, I did just that, you know, I, I got to a point where in, the, in my final corporate days, I could feel that inner fire in me burning mm-hmm. out. I could feel sort of my, you know, 
I always say to it, I can feel my heart turning into stone, you know, when um, I, uh, I borrow a line from uh, one of the, uh, the uh, Batman movies um, with Christian Bale, where it's, where the, the line was, if I could uh, uh, basically, you know, if you, you can either live long enough to see yourself become a villain or you die a hero. And I thought, you know what, I'm, I don't want to stay here longer. I just, I don't feel like this is me. So I abruptly left. Um, uh, my CIO, everyone was just shocked that I left, and um, I, I decided full plunge became an entrepreneur, right, without really any any plan. And um, I I, uh, I immersed myself in that, and it's been an incredibly beautiful journey. And the thing that I'm so grateful for is that everything that I assumed about myself to be true back in my corporate days, I I'm 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 quite different than I am now. I am much more extroverted. Uh, I love sales. I love marketing. Uh, things I had no idea about <laughs> when I was in, in corporate, personal branding. Um, I'm someone who believes in the power of kindness. I love being able to you know, uh, form meaningful uh, friendships. These were all things that just were not on my on my uh, radar in, in my corporate days. So I'm very mm-hmm. grateful that as an entrepreneur, I think the most beautiful thing isn't necessarily building something but that you get to ultimately um, pursue the best version of yourself and explore hidden dimensions that you never knew existed. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, stretch, stretch and grow. Um, when you went out on your own, you said you didn't have a plan, which I find hard to believe considering that you're also really interested in strategy and for your business, <laughs> um, your title now. Um, did you have any, when you did launch on your own, did you do it with any customers or knowing that you had business? that was going to come pretty quickly. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I should say, I didn't have a formalized plan. You know, there was, there was, there was things that I, I, especially my final mindset, I felt that I, well, I knew I could do. Um, and it was all enough. It was basically doing the opposite of what my leaders did. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, I got a very clear picture of what not to do. Um, yeah. Or even, or even the cons- large consultant firms that we were forced to uh, deal with, I learned what not to do. And um, uh, same, so that, um, I ended up uh, getting a, a handful of clients, um, mainly through my through my personal network. When I left um, my corporate job, and um, I my my first few clients, um, one, both, uh, two of them actually, ten years later, they've they've stayed with me. They're still my 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 OGs, but uh, um, it um, it was definitely a rinse and repeat and learn cycle for for the first few years. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, you're on this podcast to talk a little bit about cyber. SC, and I know you've said some things, but what's a differentiator that you um, claim for your business? The differentiator that I see for us is that we don't point out um, what you need to do, right? Um, you know, to me, going in and saying, well, here's the three, you know, especially like we deal with a lot of smaller businesses, most of them aren't doing a lot of things when it comes to cybersecurity and pointing out what you're not doing isn't very hard, right? Pick a framework and say, okay, here, here are the things you're not doing. That, uh, you know, that, that's not very hard. Where yeah. I feel our value is, is in pragmatic, pragmatic guidance, which is rooted in um, real life experience. Every single one of uh, the, uh, the VCSOs um, and our team have been CISOs at various points of their career. Right? The, this isn't um, theoretical to them. This is practical. This is pragmatic. This is real. Um, mm-hmm. And we focus on, you know, rather than saying, okay, here's all the things you need to do. We'll say, hey, you know what? Here's two or three or four, whatever that number ends up being. 
these are the things that we feel for this year you absolutely need to do and here's why and our clients appreciate that we basically cut through the brush we cut through the crap and we basically say here let's just focus on this everything else let's worry about next year um, most organizations especially to the smbs they don't have the wherewithal to focus on even the multi-year roadmap, right? They're, they very much live in the now. They live in the what do we need to do to be able to get to next year kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like is a, where what I feel is our uh, our bread and butter and our secret sauce is that we're able to just get to the root of it and um, our, our clients appreciate that. Any tips that you would give a listener who's thinking about starting their own consulting business in cybersecurity? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, my tip would be to not not chase it. <laughs> um, you know, uh, the security is something which um, can you know, not not even in this day and age, not every business owner or executive gets. Um, but um, if you're if I was to start out again right now, I would focus on relationship building first, right? Have people know you. Focus on that brand. Focus on you as an individual, um, and. Then and then slice in security expertise through that. Um, that's something I'm, like I said, if I was to restart my business now, I would start with that, with the personal brand tied into the, uh, to the security identity. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very good point because cybersecurity is not necessarily an easy industry if you uh, don't No, it's that. not. For the most part, no one, no one cares about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think things are changing at least from the government and, and the regulation side. Um, okay, so I, I recognize that we're running out of time. Um, would you do you have a favorite cybersecurity or business book that you would recommend? Oh, that is a really good question. Boy, you're you're, you're saving the good ones for the end here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, well, uh, I, there's this, there's a series of books that I read when I became an entrepreneur, and they were written by a gentleman by the name of Alan Weiss. Um, and the 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 first one is called Million Dollar Consulting. Uh, okay. I think his follow-up was called Million Dollar Maverick. Um, it was something which I just, it's still almost like gospel to me. Uh, one of my favorite business books. So if your listeners have not heard of him or read his books, highly, highly recommend them, especially like if they're wanting to be a, a VC, so we're starting up there being an entrepreneur. The, the, that, those, those were life-changing books for me. Awesome. Thank you for that. That's that's great. And then um, anyone that anyone you know or would recommend that I should interview for the podcast? Absolutely. I would uh, recommend my fellow Canadian, although he lives in Toronto, I'm out in Vancouver here, but uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Mike Castro, um, he's a longtime friend of mine. Uh, he's a former CISO. He was actually the former CISO at Loblaws, which is Canada's largest grocery chain. Hmm. Um, so he, uh, he he knows the, the boardroom very, very well. And he is a VCSO firm out in, uh, in greater Toronto. I know he has clients right throughout uh, Eastern Canada, Eastern US. Um, he is... Uh, He's the godfather to me of, uh, of uh, being CISO. So I highly recommend uh, reaching out to him, having him on the podcast. I, I'd love to listen to it. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. And it, and since you mentioned the boardroom, I mean, that's a hot topic right now about how to present cybersecurity to the boardroom. So it sounds like it'd be an interesting discussion. Okay. So Dom, thank you so much for your time. Can you please let our listeners know how they can find you? Absolutely. Uh, so if uh, your listeners are interested in CyberSC, they can go to our website, cyber.sc. If they're interested in hearing about the uh, uh, CyberSC-related podcast called Cybersecurity Matters, uh, simply go just 
uh, go to your favorite uh, podcasting platform and look up Cybersecurity Matters, hosted by Dominic Vogel and Christian Redshaw. Uh, and if you want to connect with me personally, uh, find me on LinkedIn, Dominic, D-O-M-I-N-I-C, and Vogel, V-O-G-E-L. I'm the only Dominic Vogel on there. Actually, I'm the only English-speaking Dominic Vogel on there. Uh, so reach out anytime. Uh, follow my content. I uh, would love to hear from your listeners, but really appreciate this opportunity, uh, Caroline. And you asked fantastic questions. This was an oh. awesome, <laughs> awesome way to, to start my day. Well, thank you so much, John, for joining me. It was awesome listening to your story. And if you're listening to this podcast, you can find it on Substack and Apple Podcasts at the Security Expert Marketplace. So thanks again, and uh, we'll talk soon.